0: Hey, Melissa. Um, did you hear about the bank robbers?
1: Which? No. Which well, ba- there were
0: there were three bank robbers. They were a bank robbing gang, if you can call three people a gang, which I don't think stretches the bonds of credulity too far to, to do. And these three bank robbers, they robbed a bank, right? Um, which I guess was implicit in calling them bank,
1: bank robbers robber rather
0: than any other kind of robbing gang. But they robbed a bank... And they fled into the woods, and oh, I forgot to mention, one of the three bank robbers was an Aggie. Now, do you know about Aggies? Yes. Okay. Then I. Then I won't, oh, is
1: not funny? Oh, this is the joke.
0: <laughs> I won't refresh you. I don't know what to talk about. Joke. It's a true story of my life. That's all I ever do is tell you a true history yes. of my life, Continue. and that's why there's so many Aggies in it. Um, and one of them was an Aggie. And uh, and as they fled into the woods, the cops were hot on their tail. And the leader of the bank robbers says, I know, men. Let's climb in these trees. The cops will never find us there. And uh, and so they do. They climb up into the trees. And the cops come. And they get into the woods. And they can't see the bank robbers anywhere. But they hear a rustling up in the tree. And the branches are thick. And the leaves are very full. And they can't see anything up in the first tree. Um, but... The cop says, uh, ah, I hear something. Let me get a stick. And he gets a stick, and he pokes around in the tree. And the first bank robber has a brainstorm. And he goes, cuckoo, cuckoo. And the cop goes, oh, it's just a stupid bird. It's not a bank robber.
1: You're supposed to laugh at the end of a joke, one. And two, you're never supposed to laugh at your own joke. So so far, I'm sorry. Your own, even your own story, your own anecdote.
0: Um, yeah. Excuse me. And so he goes to the second tree, (laughs) and he's like, "I hear something up there," and he pokes his stick, and the second bank robber takes a cue from the first bank robber, the first tree, who was the leader, and you can see why he's the leader, full of brainstorms, you know, and the second bank robber up in the second tree, he goes. (laughs)
1: Meow. <laughs> the podcast is 12 minutes long, and eight and a half of it are going to be you giggling. <laughs> Two are going to be the story. Well, the last minute's going to be where I turn in my resignation.
0: <laughs> Excuse me. The second bank robber goes, Meow. <laughs> And the cop goes, "Oh, <laughs> it's just a cat. <laughs> There's no bank robber here. <laughs> Let's move on, boys." And they and they go to the next tree, and and they hear a rustle, and this is the tree where the Aggie's in, and uh, and he pokes his stick up in the up in the tree and pokes, and the Aggie goes. Moo.
1: Oh no, that joke was so stupid.
0: God. Good morning. You
1: should not have laughed that hard at that Oh.
0: <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Velocity LSAT. LSAT Kung Fu. My name is Dave Hall. I am here with Melissa Miller. And uh and just full of For my joy. last
1: podcast ever.
0: Oh, don't say that. Um, that's a terrible thing to say. We are going to talk about from Melissa's last podcast. Hopefully not really. Uh, section two of Prep Test 30 questions 14, 15, and 16. Oh. Is it hot in here? Or is it just
1: No. <laughs> it's
0: just me. Oh. Alright. Let's talk about question 14. Um, do you know what kind of question this is?
1: A parallel question. Yeah.
0: It's most parallel to which one of the following. Okay, let's do this thing. Uh, we'll take a minute and read the passage. Got it. All right. So could you describe the way this passage goes?
1: Well. Like its <clears throat>
0: structure, I mean. I can try it. Do it.
1: I might sound like an Aggie.
0: That, that but, would be high praise indeed. Would it? Hmm.
1: So Ooh. it's, okay, we're talking about a claim being wrong. Okay, so we've got the claim. Mm -hmm. About the sugar causing, it's inaccurate to say that, (laughs) this is great. I hope everyone enjoys it. No, I'm going to do this. And then you can tell me where I was wrong after. So we have our claim, but we're saying that also, why I'm trying to like give you vagaries. So I don't know. It's this claim. And then also though, there's another thing that can cause this problem. And so therefore your problem could come from two different things. Now you go.
0: Okay. It sometimes helps to think about, like, what the argument wants us to believe. Mm -hmm. And this argument wants us to believe that it's not right to say that sugar can't cause diabetes. In other words, sugar can cause diabetes. But it doesn't do it directly. Sugar causes some other thing, and then that other thing helps cause diabetes. I'm sorry, diabetes. 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 Um, so if I were going to try to condense that into a description, I'd say you can't say that thing X doesn't cause thing Z because thing X causes thing Y and thing Y causes thing Z. Mm-hmm. You with me?
1: That's yeah, almost like what I said. Yeah,
0: just, just almost exactly. Just like but clear. Um, okay. And so we want first the parallel response to have that same functional structure. That You you can't say that thing A doesn't cause thing C because thing A causes thing B, and thing B causes thing C.
1: Okay, so then one of my questions is, I I Mm -hmm. went through the answer choices, Mm -hmm. and then can I immediately say, because it does not do this thing, Mm -hmm. anything that says it does do this thing is automatically gone.
0: I would not read past the words. So actually, let's just make it happen in practice, Mm -hmm. and we'll return to your very question. So answer choice A...
1: Okay, it is inaccurate to say that being in cold air can cause a person to catch a cold. Pause there for a second.
0: Uh, Perfect start. Mm -hmm. Really good start. Exactly the same. You can't say that this causes that. Now, in order, and here's something you can do in your practice. Think, stop here and think. In order for this answer choice to work, what will it have to say next?
1: Cold air is going to cause something. Yeah.
0: The next thing needs to be because cold air causes something. Mm-hmm. Perfect. All right. Will you continue reading it as written?
1: Since colds are caused by viruses. All
0: right. I'll stop you there. That's wrong. Okay. We already established in order to be the same, it would have to say cold air does cause some other thing. And then that other thing causes colds.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Answer is B.
1: It is accurate.
0: All right. And this is what you were asking about. I wouldn't read past these words. Uh, Our argument was to say, this is not true. So, France choice B to say, it is true. doesn't seem like it's parallel. Now, I can conceive, I can imagine some argument that uh, argues in the alternative, right? And is still parallel. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know if it's actually ever happened. And I'm just working from memory. And so... For me, absolutely, I stop reading at the word accurate, but I also don't cross it off, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if B says it is accurate and I stop reading, I don't know that B is wrong. I think B is likely wrong, and in that way, I'm saving myself some time, probably, because probably that it's a C or D or E, and it's going to be right, mm-hmm. and then I don't have to worry about B at all.
1: Yeah. All right. So let's move on. So C, it is correct, so Same. we move on. Yes. D. All right, here we go. It is incorrect to say that inferior motor oil cannot cause a car to get poor gasoline mileage. So far, so good.
0: Yeah, exactly right. So far, just like A was, just like our argument in the first part. Mm -hmm. Keep going with D, please. So since oh, I'm sorry. Actually, let's do that same thing we did with answer choice A. If this is going to be right, what does it need to say next?
1: Something about inferior motor oil causing something else. Yeah.
0: Okay. So next, next, please.
1: So since inferior motor oil can cause engine valve deterioration, perfect. So far, yeah. We can... and
0: now in order to be correct, what will it say
1: last? That deterioration can also cause bad gas mileage. Yeah.
0: Okay. We said it's incorrect to say that motor oil can't cause bad gas mileage because motor oil can cause deterioration, and then deterioration. Finish off the, uh-huh. Okay. So and the then... engine
1: valve deterioration can lead to poor gasoline mileage
0: works. Exactly correct. You know, you can't say that thing A doesn't cause thing C because thing A does cause thing B. And thing B causes thing C. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool, cool? Yes. Alright, let's get rid of E.
1: It is inaccurate to say that Alexander the Great was a student of Plato. What?
0: Where's the causal connection? Also, by the way, I've read it, um, and A is just silly. I mean, that is to say, like the fact that Alexander was a student e, of Aristotle. He is
1: silly?
0: I said A. I you meant did. E, That's sorry. Mm. Yeah, E is just a silly argument. Um, that Alexander was a student of Aristotle and Aristotle was a student of Plato does not make Alexander a student of Plato. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alexander still a student of Aristotle. Uh, but both 14 and answer choice D are not silly, whether or not they're well argued, and they seem reasonably well argued, they're pretty compelling. You know, if thing A does cause thing B, and thing B really can lead to thing C, then maybe thing A can indirectly cause thing C. Does that make sense to you?
1: Totally makes sense.
0: All right, then let's move on, you ready? Yeah. Okay, question 15, what kind of question is that?
1: I'm going to say it's an assumption question.
0: Yes, and for it to say the argument assumes that, it's asking for something that is not in the argument right? Something the argument has assumed. How could they possibly ask us what was assumed in the mind of the person who wrote this argument? It's something that isn't there. And the way they can ask us is because the right answer here is something that is necessarily assumed. It is going to be something that we can prove the argument needs, and yet does not have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So we'll take a minute and read the passage.
1: I've read it. Okay. I enjoyed it.
0: It was delightful. Mm-hmm. What was the main conclusion of this argument?
1: If uh regulatory standards are relaxed, banks will lend more money. yeah, why? Well, that's a good question. I've pondered it some, and I don't know why. And for okay. those listening, okay, that's fine. I'm sorry.
0: no, that's fine. Nobody expected you to be the else hat expert, no. I think it would be problematic if I couldn't explain why.
1: Let's hope you can.
0: Let's keep our fingers crossed. So what's going on is the argument concludes that the banks are going to loan more money if the standards are relaxed because uh, during the downturn, banks didn't lend money. And before that happened, uh, regulatory standards were tightened. So we've established a timeline. Regulatory standards are tightened. Banks loan less money, there is an economic downturn. Did you hear the word cause in there anywhere? No. Right. There is zero evidence that any of these events caused any of the others. Oh, I should back up, I guess. In the first sentence, banks did contribute to the decline by loaning less, but that doesn't mean that they caused the decline. Mm-hmm. And most importantly for our purposes, the regulatory standards get tightened before the banks stop lending. But nobody said that the regulatory standards caused the banks to stop lending. Are you with me?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: We've concluded that the banks will lend more if we loosen the standards because we have assumed that it was the tight standards that caused the banks to stop lending.
1: Okay. With me? Yes.
0: And if we've assumed that thing A caused it, right, where in this case thing A is the tight standards, another way of saying that is to say we've assumed that thing Z did not cause it. And I say that because it's really common that we get an answer choice that works in exactly that way. If we need to assume thing A is the same as thing B, I expect an answer choice that says thing A is not different from thing B. If we need to know that thing A caused thing B, I want an answer choice that says thing Z did not cause thing B. So with that in mind, let's take a look at these answer choices.
1: A? The downturn did not cause a significant decrease. Right,
0: I'm going to stop you right there. The thing that I want you to see about this, I love this answer choice right now. Like, it may go off the rails, and it may turn out that it's bad. But right now, I'm in love with it. Like, I, I wish I could get more physical with it. And it's because my understanding of the passage includes that concept of cause, right? Mm-hmm. And that only happens if I take a minute and think about what's happening in this argument. Uh, you know, nobody used the word cause, but that's what's going on. It's a causal argument. And if you want to say, well, I've already been through that. If you want to say it was thing X, you've got to know it wasn't thing Y. And so the downturn did not cause, go on, please.
1: A significant decrease in the total amount of money on deposit with banks, which is the source of funds for banks to lend.
0: Yeah, this is perfect. If we want to say that it was the tightening of the regulatory standards that caused the banks to stop lending, we have to know there wasn't some other reasons the banks stopped lending. And if A is, uh, is true, you know, If the downturn really didn't cause a decrease in the total amount of money that they had to lend, uh, well, you know, then maybe it was the tightening of the standards. And here's how we can know whether or not not we need it, right? What if A weren't true? I mean, what if the downturn did cause a decrease in the total amount of money that banks had to lend? If a downturn caused a decrease in the amount of money that banks had to lend, then the standards had nothing to do with it. It doesn't matter whether you relax the standards or whether you keep them tight. Banks didn't do lending policy because of regulatory standards. They did it because they ran out of money. We need to know that A is true. Because if A isn't true, our whole argument goes to hell. Is that clear? Yes. All right. Uh, Just for completion, let's talk about these others. B?
1: The... B? B? The imposition of the tighter regulatory standards was not a cause of the economic downturn.
0: If anything, we want to know that the standards did cause the downturn, right? I mean, well, we want to know the standards caused the banks to uh, not lend. I don't care really what caused the downturn, I care what caused the banks to stop lending. And in as much as I care about what the regulatory standards caused, I want them to yes, have yes, been a cause of the banks stopping lending. Not, I don't want to know that they were not a cause of anything. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this answer choices in here as just sort of word salad, if they use some of the words from the passage, maybe it's going to attract you. But we gotta think critically and analytically about this stuff, right? And notice how this provides yet another link in the long chain of my argument for your answering questions rather than groping through answer choices. I don't think you should grope anyone or anything, much less answer choices nails out.
1: No, without explicit consent. Right. See? The reason for tightening the regulatory standards was not arbitrary.
0: Why do we care why the t- standards were tightened? It was arbitrary. It wasn't arbitrary. It doesn't make any Who difference. Cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. D.
1: No economic downturn is a company I'll
0: stop you right there. This is an argument about what happened in this downturn, right here, this one.
1: Not just any old
0: In order to make a claim about what happened in this downturn, do I need to know anything about all economic downturns? Probably not. Yeah, there's no way. I mean, in order to say that this dog is named Spike, I don't need to know that no dog is named Lucy. Okay. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Answer choice E.
1: No relaxation of standards for loan making by banks would compensate for the effects of the downturn.
0: <sighs> Again, this feels to me like that word salad. Uh, relaxing standards wouldn't compensate for the effects of the downturn. Say that they wouldn't. What effect does that have on the argument? I mean, does that tell me, or let me ask it this way. Say it wouldn't compensate for the effects of the downturn. Does that mean that the relaxation of the standards would cause banks to lend more? Mm-hmm. Does it even make any sense? Does it have anything to do with why banks are lending less? No. Uh, and you know, try it the other way, like with answer choice A. If there is some relaxation of standards that would compensate for the effects of the downturn, Does that mean if we relax the standards, the banks will lend more? Does it mean they'll lend less? Does it have any effect on how much the banks will lend? And the answer, of course, is no, it doesn't. Like, whether or not E is true makes no difference to this argument. E is not necessary for this argument. Gotcha. Does that seem sensible? Yes. Okay. Then let's finish up today with question 16. Um, What kind of question is this?
1: An inference question?
0: Yeah. It's asking for what we can prove. I mean, I know denotatively it'll ask what's most strongly supported, but experience tells me that, like, eight times out of ten, this wording gives me an answer that is not just strongly supported, that is not only the most likely, but is in actual fact completely proved by the passage. So that's what I'm looking for. Okay. All right, we'll take a minute and read the passage. All right. This is the worst. I mean, to me, this is the worst. This is, without question or doubt, my absolute least favorite kind of question on this test. Uh, The right answer is going to be something I can prove. But, like, this is just a set of facts. Like, it doesn't lead me to any particular conclusion. It just tells me some information about zoos. Now, this question can't be hard. It can't be if you know the rules, right? The right answer is something we can prove. So we're just going to be able to go back to the passage and prove that it's true. That's not hard, but it may be one of the most time-consuming questions because I don't know what the answer is ahead of time. Okay. All right. Um, Let's then go through and we'll apply the rules to these answer choices. One of these answer choices is proved by the passage. Four of them are not. Take it away, please.
1: Okay. Zoos have played an essential role in educating the public about endangered species.
0: Where in this passage does it say that zoos played an essential role in educating the public about endangered species?
1: It does not.
0: It does not at all. It tells us that zoos were educational resources. Nowhere does it say they were essential. It tells us that zoos were educational resources. Nowhere does it tell us that they taught people about endangered species? There is no proof of A. A that is B. not our answer. All right, answer is B.
1: Some specimens of endangered species are born and bred in zoos.
0: Where in the passage does it tell us that some species of endangered, some specimens of endangered species. Did
1: I say species?
0: I think you said specimens.
1: Some, okay.
0: Uh, I know I didn't, though. Where does it say that some specimens of endangered species are born and bred in zoos?
1: The last sentence? The second to last sentence.
0: Yeah, explain.
1: Okay, so we have captive animals in breeding programs that create breeding stocks that are used to go into other zoos. It makes the efforts to reestablish endangered. Species. Okay, so
0: there are animals that that are used to go into other zoos that propagate various species. How do we know that those animals are endangered?
1: Because those animals are then being used to reestablish endangered species in the wild. Yes.
0: If we can use those breeding stock animals to reestablish endangered species in the wild, then the breeding stock animals must be endangered species. There are, for sure, some specimens of endangered species born and bred in zoos. We know it because the passage said it. Mm -hmm. Clear? Yep. All right, let's get rid of C and and E.
1: No zoos exploit wild animals. I'm going
0: to stop you right there. Where in this passage does it tell us anything about all zoos?
1: Nowhere. Right. Nearly, this is D, nearly all of the animals in zoos today were born in captivity.
0: Where in the passage does it say nearly all the animals in zoos today? Where in the passage does it say anything about nearly all the animals in zoos?
1: Your tone suggests that not anywhere. You're right. Also, having read it, no, it doesn't say that anywhere. Yeah.
0: I mean, what it says is that most new zoo animals come from captive stock. So, you know, if you want to modify D by taking away the nearly all and adding most in its place and then further modifying it by saying the most of the new animals, well, then, okay, D would say what the passage said. But you'd have to pretty heavily modify it in order to make it true. Okay. All right. Answer choice
1: E. The main purpose of zoos has shifted uh, uh, from. Once
0: again, where in this passage does it tell us what the main purpose of zoos is? Nowhere. Nowhere. The passage doesn't tell us what the main purpose of zoos are. We can't prove that answer choice E is true no matter what it says. All right. All good? Mm hmm. Anything else to add?
1: I know. I kind of want to go use my zoo pass tomorrow. But yeah we'll see what my zoo.
0: Yeah. see if they got some Education
1: species. versus entertainment.
0: All right. Well, check so it out it and there. I'll let
1: you know next week.
0: All right, sounds good. We'll see you guys next week and remember if you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a rating. It helps. And as always, if you hate the podcast, that's a five star rating for you. We'll see you next week.